Well, to the big smoke of Invercargill, we head now. Rowena Duncan standing in for Andy Muir on the muster. We'll be doing so all week. And Lucy Hicks joins us now, Policy and Planning Manager for Environment South. And we're going to be looking at fresh water, Lucy. This is a hot topic at the moment. And you've got some feedback or some uh, some information out for feedback at the moment. Tell us a bit about that. Good afternoon. Hi there, how are you? Thanks so much for having us along. Um, yeah, I was going to give you a little um, indication of uh, what we're doing and how it fits with um, the broader picture around freshwater. So in order to help with that, I thought maybe a little reminder of where we've come from um, would assist. So way back when, uh, 20, about 2015, the council increased its work to address water quality issues. And some of those initial steps included um, our science programme and the development of our economic model, as well as notifying our proposed Southland Water Plan, which is currently working its way through the Environment Court. So those pieces are really the foundations for what limit setting needs to do, and that's the limit setting process that we have been advancing since that time. Um, the proposed plan was really always intended to be the first step for council and to give the community a rule framework so that we could take some action um, now and prevent further degradation of the waters. But um, as I said, it's, we're uh, in the Environment Court right this second um, and still um, resolving the appeals on that plan. So whilst we've been advancing that, we've also been developing a future plan change, which is we're calling Plan Change Tuatahi. Um, and that plan change will... Um, will include our limit setting process and that's been ably assisted by our regional forum over the last few years and is supported by those two big pieces of science and economic work as well. So we're hoping that that plan change will be notified by the end of 2023 and all of these pieces were really the foundation designed to achieve our requirements as outlined within the national policy statement for freshwater management. So However, what changed recently, recent-ish, was in 2020, they released a new package of national regulations. And that new NPSFM, excuse the acronym, but the new (laughs) national policy statement required us to take an additional step. And that additional step was to develop a set of freshwater visions. And that um, is what we've been advancing um, most recently. So um, these visions need to be inserted into our regional policy statement. And it's that that we're currently asking people about. So um, in terms of sort of summarising all of the history, but um, hopefully in a clear way, this is an additional step that we're having to do. And we've been needing to do it since the new NPSFM came into force. We've been lucky that we're in a really good position to advance the drafting because of what we've been doing already in terms of the limit setting. So it might appear to be a new thing or a separate thing, but actually the two things are connected. Right, I am with you. You've done a great job of explaining that, Lucy. But how does that fit in with the limit setting process and what's already being done? So um, the limit setting process was um, initialised about 2015, as I said, and that was, um, it's that broader kind of, there's a step-by-step process that you have to go through that's mandated by the NPSFM. So we've been using the regional forum um, as part of the community liaison role for that. They're community reps who um, have been assisted by our scientists and other stakeholders as well, as well as our economic model, to um, come up with a suite of recommendations to assist the council about how we um, advance our limit setting um, thinking. They are in the final stages and we're due to get their report very, very soon. It will soon be hot off the press. And and that will then initiate the kind of formal process of developing those limits. Um, and that'll be done um, 
my team, the planning policy team, will be leading that process of limit setting. But how we do limit setting needs to be done in partnership with our community and in partnership with EWE and obviously, you know, liaising very heavily with our stakeholders. So um, uh, the limit setting process is a separate one from what we talking to the community about right now in terms of the freshwater visions but the visions are that long-term aspirational goal that will enable us to kind of um, chart our course in terms of what we're aiming for with the limit setting to come so yeah it's kind of that much further further ahead um, you know they're really high level aspirational statements out to 2020 2045 so um how the visions kind of fit in that broader limit setting process. So why is it important for people to get involved now, Lucy? Well, we know quite um, quite robust conversations ongoing all the time about how important water is for our, for our community and for Southlanders. And we really want to hear from them on this draft thinking that we've done. We've been um, working in partnership with EWE the drafting process for these vision statements and now we're really um, keen to get as much feedback as we can from the wider community. Um, we've been using previously gathered comments and inputs from the various campaigns that we have run as part of the limit setting requirements. Um, we now want to specifically seek feedback on these long-term goals and these long-term aspirations. Cool, so what's more or what else is still to come Lucy? Um, a lot, I think, is <laughs> to say. Um, there is lots more to come, and certainly from my team's perspective, there's a lot more work to be done. Um, over about the next 12 to 18 months, we're going to be working really closely with our partners and with stakeholders, and definitely we'll be back out to the community um, to develop our thinking on plan change to Atahi, which is our limits in plan change. In the next two months, we'll be sharing a roadmap both with our council and with the public. Um, and sorry for use of the word roadmap, I haven't got a better word, um, about what that looks like and how we're actually going to be advancing the limit set process. So there will be a lot more, you'll hear probably a lot more from me, but also a lot more um, messaging out into the community and a lot more opportunities for the community to feedback on um, the development of the plan change. Outstanding. Lucy Hicks, Policy and Planning Manager for Environment Southland. Thanks so much for your time on The Muster today. Lovely to catch up with you and all the best. It seems as though you've got your hands full for quite a while to come. <laughs> Thanks, Rowena. You're welcome. Up next, we wrap the master with Victoria Tremaine from Bannerman, Crookshank Pride Lawyers. Some really interesting information if you are a landowner, if you are a share milker, if you've got someone on your property in a tenancy type situation, the regulations have changed. Some new ones came in on the 12th of May. We've got all the latest and what you need to know next.